Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Jen Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Jen. Chad, today's guest is a close friend of mine now. We've, um, since the interview, we've, we've talked a lot of, in a lot of times and gave him some more um, wedding planning advice that you'll hear some during the podcast as well. Um, and then I got to meet him in Vegas uh, this past December at the Tennis Coaches Association conference. Um, and such a great guy, right? Um, I, the guy I'm talking about, Chad, is Chance Juiced. He um, is the head coach at William Woods, and, and he's been doing a great job. And that's another, Chad, another guest who is not an influencer on social media, you know, but he's influencing you know, the world that he's in, um, for Christ. And, um, I know you have had some, uh, relationship with him as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And so just, we, we hear the word transformational coach many times versus transactional and chance, uh, heard about the, the job opportunity, uh, at, at points at, for my job. And he was willing to send a message for his assistant coach who was looking for head coaches and wrote a beautiful, email uh, in support of him and just went that second mile and I was just really impressed with Chance being able to step out and and do that so just a personal testimony of seeing Chance's Christian faith played out in action and uh and yeah just all the the ministry opportunities that he has within his team all the internationals which you'll hear him share more about um yeah rising coach uh eager to learn and uh, a lot to share so we're we're super excited to share this one uh, William Woods, as I've coached against them in the NAIA, they're a perennial uh, top 15, top 25 program, and uh, he's doing a great work. And so let's just get into this episode right now. Coach Chance Juice, thank you so much uh, for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. Our power question that we ask everyone is, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Uh, yeah, for me, it, it, it you know, it, it's a lot and it's a, it's a heavy responsibility, um, you know, to, to be a Christian coach. I think really what it means to me is, is looking at every single player as a, as a human being um, and trying to love them through every single day. And um, for me, I mean, I think anybody who, who knows me will probably tell you they've heard me say a million times that my goal every day is to have a positive impact on one human being. And if I can do that, then, then my day is successful. And, um, I hope I, I, I don't have an, an unsuccessful day, but you know, for me, every single day being a Christian coach is, is making a positive impact, loving somebody every day, regardless of how their day go goes or, or how they're treating me. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you have, you have a. I looked at the rosters, both men and women. Um, and you have a lot of international players. Um, you even have international assistant coaches or grad assistants. Uh, right. How how does that affect the, the you being a Christian coach and being able to you know at a at a non-religious university with international players? Um, what is that dynamic like? Um, you know, it's it's not. <laughs> it's not always super easy um but you know it's also not your cookie cutter basic american christianity um 
that you're going through. You got to actually love the kids and, and despite what they believe, you know, love them through it and, you know, not try to push Christianity down their throat. You know, my idea is, is that I'm going to love these kids every single day. And, and I want them to look back and, and say, man, coach, coach was different. Like he treats me different. He, he loved me through a hardship differently than somebody else. What, what's up with that? Like, why is he that way? Or, you know, why is he invest so much time in me when maybe a different coach didn't or, um, and even my grad assistants, you know, why does coach spend so much time investing in my personal career and, and my personal life? Um, and, you know, obviously that's a lot more difficult with the female players than it is the male players for me, just, just because I am a male, but it's definitely something that I still try to broach. Um, and then it's also something that, you know, I still try to set up opportunities for my female players. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely, definitely means reaching out to them and, and going to them in whatever position they're in. So kind of that Christ-like idea of reaching down to you and helping you get out of whatever hole you're in. That's kind of the idea I want, I want to have. And, um, you know, a lot of these kids, international kids have never been to church before. Um, their idea of church is why would I go? Um, <laughs> that's the place full of crazy people. And you know what it is. That's yeah. the whole idea. Like, yeah, like the church is, is the hospital of the broken. Like that's, that's what it's supposed to be. And, um, but just having the opportunity to, to discuss and be real and honest with kids and say, you know what? Yeah. Like I'm imperfect. That's, that's why I'm a Christian. Like, yeah. and it's okay to be imperfect. And, um, you know, as a male, it's okay to have emotions and it's okay to, you know, have these real discussions. Like you're scared about what to do after school or, uh, especially with the pandemic, um, a lot of kids were scared about going home and, and being able to find a job or whatever it may be. So just in this arena and in, in a non-religious affiliated university, it's definitely toeing the line. And for me, it actually, it feels more like being a real Christ follower. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I get that open range. I don't have to force kids to go to church. Um, I can invite kids to go to church with me and, and who've never been before. Um, haven't had a kid take me up on that yet, but I'm, I'm anxiously yep. waiting the time for one too. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. It, you know, it takes a lot of uh, intentionality, you know, um, yeah. I'm here at Liberty. It's a great Christian university, um, but we're not all perfect. And sometimes we do get that, um, feeling of people coming in it's like oh i thought you know you made this mistake and i was like that's exactly why we're here like that's right. the reason you know we're that's the whole point jesus died for nothing if we're all perfect and we don't need him you know exactly. uh, <laughs> um but what are some of the um we have a lot of listeners who are christian coaches and non-religious universities um even some high schools what are some of the things that you do in order not to obviously jeopardize your job, but still be able to be and show Christ's love to your athletes. Um, some things that you do on a regular basis to, to be able to plant those seeds in them. Um, 
Well, first of all, is every single day I have to make a personal connection with every single player. Um, it's a you know whether it's the first ten minutes of warm up, it's walking around and hey Jack, how's it going? Or hey Patrick, how's it going? Hey Hannah, how's it going? You know how's school going? How's life? How's your family back home? And actually knowing what's going on with their families and actually knowing what's going on with them, um, you know that's that's the biggest thing is actually knowing what's going on um, and just being present. Um, and and I heard on a different podcast um, the throwaway comment. So being being ready and attentive for the throwaway comment, like a kid saying, "Oh, well, my dad this or something like that," just in passing. And being attentive to that so that you can really reach out and grab that comment and then be able to bring it up later. Um, and then also, we have really tough discussions uh, on my teams. So, you know, I have, I think, last time I checked, I had 13 different countries represented. <laughs> and we talk about religion. We talk about politics. We talk about um I mean, we, we talked about Trump, we talked about Biden, we talked about everything, we talked about Black Lives Matters, we, we talked about these really tough subjects to talk about, um, but it's facilitate, facilitated in a way that is a respectful, grown-up conversation, and I usually try to start it and, and try to keep emotions low, um, so we can have a better understanding of each other afterwards. Yeah. And if you're willing to have those comments with, with your student athletes, then they're going to trust you more. Um, they're going to know who you are more. And then also they're going to feel more comfortable to come to you about things. Cause they're going to realize like, Hey, he is a person, you know, or, <laughs> or she is a person, a person who's got feelings, who's got a life, who, who goes through things and, um, yeah, I, I introduce the kids, you know, to my fiance, to my dog. Like, I mean, they're they're I'm fully transparent with my kids. And sometimes that's that is to a detriment because they do see me more as a human being rather than um, sometimes as all knowing adult. But that's OK, because I'm not all knowing and, and yep. that's who I am. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. And, um, you know kind of try to take that big brother mentor yeah. type personality. That's, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Let's, let's go back to um, you growing up. Did you play any other sports? Um, how was your family life? Uh, that seems like a, there's a good answer coming up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like my, my grandpa and his brother played a little bit of professional tennis. Um my dad played a little bit and then my brother and I started when we were two. Um, my brother's five years older than me. Um, we tennis was basically all we knew. Um, to this day, I, I will tell you that tennis is probably the only thing I know everything about. Um, <laughs> but um, I still don't know everything, but uh, yeah, I mean, we played different sports. We played baseball, um, soccer. Oh, basketball i mean we, we played all the other sports ex everything except for football because god forbid that one of us get hurt and lose a tennis scholarship because of football um because you know you can't get hurt in the other sports um yeah, yeah but, that's true yeah um but yeah i mean that was it was always if we were playing basketball we found ways to still train for tennis yeah um 
and then we had the choice of what sport we wanted to play. But we really <laughs> much of a choice. choice um, in quotations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, well, I suck at all these other sports, and I'm pretty decent at this one. So yeah, yeah I guess the choice is made. Um, but yeah, I mean, my parents are phenomenal. Um, I have, I had a really great role model in my mom's dad, who was very much like a father figure to me. He walked like Christ and loved like him as well. Um, I wouldn't be half the man I am today if it wasn't for him. Um, and I mean, even, even I'll, I'll get a phone call while recruiting or I'll see someone while I'm recruiting and it might be a tournament director and he might reach out to me and be like, Hey, how's your grandpa doing? And, and, you know, he was just that human being. Like, I haven't seen these people for 10 years and they still remember my grandpa. So, um, but both my parents work their butts off. They always have, they've always been honest people. They always, you know, kind of preach that to us growing up, be honest, um, work hard and, and, and be real to people. Um, and then as far as my faith journey goes, you know, I grew up Catholic um, for the first about 10 years of my life. Um, actually got kicked out of the Catholic church because I wouldn't say the Hail Mary. Because um, my, my, my mom's Protestant, my dad's Catholic. And okay. um, so I ended up, my mom ended up taking us to Topeka Bible Church in Topeka, Kansas, and absolutely fell in love with it. Jim Congdon was the pastor. He just recently retired. Um he was a leader for Jews for Jesus for the longest time, um, but incredible, incredible leader of a church and really kind of set the groundwork for me as a, as a teenager who was rebellious and, and you know, the typical athlete boy <laughs> in high school who just thought, you know, I was invincible, but uh, was able to go to college and where'd you go? Some- I went to Washburn University okay. in Topeka. Yeah, uh, played tennis there, and and um, actually ended up getting kicked off the tennis team my freshman year. Um, <laughs> and you know, had this. I had one of those radical changes that you hear about, and you know, walking to a slow pitch softball game, and and feeling you know, feeling Christ tell me you know like hey it's time to make a choice. Like, what do you want in this life? And, and, you know, eventually I heard him say, follow me. Um, as I was actually doing the follow me study with Chris Pratt. Um, but, um, my entire life changed that night and gave my life. How, how, how early was it after you got kicked out of the, the tennis team? Seven months. Okay. Um, so, um, really dark time in my life. And, and obviously Christ was there to, to find me. And, um, I was in, you know, had a, had a guy who reached out to me about six months before for a Bible study and had started going was in the third week was totally blowing it off. Um, but he reached out to me and he was very intentional and, uh, to this day still have a great relationship with him, but, um, yeah, my entire life changed that night. I, I ended up, you know, go, reading through the whole Bible in a month and um, started my own Bible study. And and right from there, joined, I think I joined Young Life within three months um, and became a, became a leader and st- helped start Young Life at my high school. Um, and then, you know, 
was on fire for Christ and um, kind of had like a, a, a tough mentor phase after that, that really um, kind of, kind of messed with my faith a little bit, but um, was able to, to forgive myself for, for going down that path and, and trusting someone that I probably shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am complex when it comes to faith, but, um, <laughs> I think, I think we all are, you know, yeah, we right, all have that. right. Yeah. But you know, the one thing remains is that no matter what, like my belief and my understanding of the Bible obviously is always changing. Um, as far as my understanding of the Bible, but, um, the living word, but it's, my beliefs never changed. And, you know, Jesus is, I've, I mean, there's no other explanation for my life doing a complete 180 at 20 years old, um, with really nobody else, you know, forcing me to do that. So, um, did you go back to playing tennis? I went back to playing tennis. I got back on the team and um, ended up becoming a team captain on the team and uh, have a great relationship with my coach now. Thankfully, he was able to give me a second chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up starting a Bible study and I think um, two or three other guys ended up joining Bible studies with me on the team. And um, But that was really cool. And was definitely divisive at the time. Um, you know, as you can imagine, a bunch of 20 year olds and once again, a non-religious university, um, you know, who is this guy? It's yeah. not the guy we knew seven months ago, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And um, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride these last 10 years of being a, a real Christian and um, trying to live that life and being an example for everyone. And um just the accountability that comes with following Christ, like yeah. no matter the mistakes you make, you know, understanding that you got to step up to the plate and take, take accountability for every action you have. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very freeing. <laughs> yeah. It, my, my favorite verse is uh, Philippians one twenty one to live, to live is Christ to die is gain. I think to me, it's a uh, win-win situation. I can't lose there. Right. If I if I if I live like Christ while on earth, that that is obviously the best life that I can have. And if I if I die, if my time has come and I get to be with Christ forever, that's also pretty good. Um, yeah, that's that's not, too bad. Not, not too bad. Not too bad of a plan B. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so and I, I really feel um, like reading Paul's letters of. Oh my God. I am so divided because I really love you guys, but I eager to be with the father. And, yeah. and it's, um, I, I can definitely relate to Paul and his honesty in those, uh, in those moments. Um, let me, let me go back to your grandpa. Um, you, you, you mentioned him. Um, what are some of those lessons that he learned or maybe that he displayed um, yeah. that, that you want your, you know, your, your kids that you coach now, um, hopefully you have kids of your own, um, and that you want to instill in them that your grandpa passed down to you. Um, man, the, the biggest lesson my grandpa ever taught me was the, the measurement of a man is his ability to control his emotions. Um, so man, as a, as a hot headed teenager, that did not <laughs> sit well. Um, but nowadays it's like, 
that's that's the first thing I tell my team when kids get on campus is the measurement. The the way I'm going to measure you as a man is is your ability to control your emotions, and um, that prevents us from getting into a lot of mental scraps that we shouldn't get into. Um, but other than that, he just my grandpa had this way of telling you that you really messed up but he loved you no less and like I I, I, I had actually gotten into a, a fight when I was 16 or something like that and really really was not not a good situation and um, my grandpa sat me down and he was just like son you're better than this <laughs> and and you know you're <laughs> you should have, you know, just because I called you some names, like (laughs) that doesn't change who you are as a man. Like you are who you are and no matter what anybody says about you. And, and just having, I just remember feeling so disappointed in myself, but at the same time, so loved and cared for that it, it was definitely partially a turning point in my life. And, um, anybody who knew my grandpa, I mean, the the amount of love that he gave to everyone was, was full, full, full bore all the time. You know, how much can I love this person? How much can I get into knowing their life and communicating with them? And um, he was a, he was a phenomenal human being. And I'm, I'm sad that now as an older adult that I don't get to, still learn from him i yeah. mean the immaturity i had i wish i could have learned so much more from him but um even today he's still teaching me you know i see certain situations on man grandpa would have would have just loved the person through this and tried to find a way to to help them out instead of you know judging them or getting angry and um so yeah i mean that's yeah that's the biggest lesson for sure which is thank you it, it seems like such an easy lesson, but it's yeah. so not, it's definitely not one that's easily understood and easy to, easy to take on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Um, coach, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to be here. Um, we would like to ask, how can we be praying for you? Um, well, I, I recently got engaged. So, um, number one would be praying praying for wedding planning um mercy me um but yeah um that and then you know obviously we got a new team coming in next year we got a i think we've got 11 new kids coming on between the two teams and um just just prayer for for being able to open up those relationships and um have the same continuous good tough conversations that i've had in the past and um yeah i mean that's that's something i put a lot of pressure on myself for and i really shouldn't i mean that's up to up to jesus so yeah um you know just sometimes we got to get out of the way <laughs> yeah well one one uh advice for wedding planning the playlist really really matters and okay. <laughs> um and just give her the reins in that I, um, I have i have so i'm already every every song matters um, <laughs> um, yeah that was uh and you know um it was a big discussion and i'm like 
it's five days before the wedding and we're still haven't picked these songs <laughs> like yeah on, you know yeah and, yeah so that, that's my my uh, advice to you uh, um, thank you. <laughs> um all right let, let's go ahead and pray yeah. dear jesus thank you so much uh for coach juiced coming on the podcast thank you for his faithfulness um, thank you for his leadership there at william woods um lord thank you that you've given him uh, the ability to pour into his players um, on the men's side on the women's side in a, in a manner that that glorifies you lord that the the way that he lives also brings their attention um to to you and to how you love them um, regardless of where they come from, regardless of the mistakes that they've made. Um, Lord, I pray that you you help him and, and his fiance here with the wedding planning, that that will go smoothly. Um, and that as many, many new players join his team this fall, that, that you continue to to work in Coach Juice's heart so that he can be the best role model for those kids and, and um, be a great representative of you to them. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 I'm so glad that we were able to bring Chance on this uh, podcast and just share his story, how he came to Christ, excited for him, uh, an engagement, and then his coaching career. And, and, you know, a big debate within college tennis and just college athletics in general is just uh, thinking about internationals coming over, taking scholarships of tax dollars, that type of thing. And um, I guess for me, I'm in the boat where this is the opportunity before us, uh, especially with yeah. tennis. It's two-thirds, almost 80% uh, international here uh, across the board. And, um, you know, these players from across the world, they've never heard of Jesus or the gospel. Yeah. So it's just a prime opportunity to, to share Christ with them. And, you know, the mission field is right where you're at. That's how we, we like to end the, the episodes. And I think Chance is really doing that uh, on his campus. Uh, what an opportunity for these kids to come across a, an ocean to be lost and broken and be like, all right, here's my coach. And uh, he's different. He's loving me. Um, so I, I'm in support of it. And I know Chance is doing a great job there. But what do you think, G-Man? Yeah, you can know, throughout the whole interview, you can just feel his calm confidence that he has in Christ, right? He's not perfect, but as he continues to grow in his relationship with Christ, he's going out already and, and spreading that love um, to his athletes. You know, he talked about how he invites them to church and nobody has taken up, you know, taken him up on it, but he's still doing it. You know, he hasn't, you know, he knows that that's his calling and that he should be doing those things. Um, but, and even though nobody has taken him up on it, he's still doing it. He hasn't given up. Another thing, Chad, in, in the extra question that we ask that the community members and our Patreon community can, can listen to, um, I asked him about the identity in results, right? And we didn't even get to social media and that conversation. It was just identity and results in today's kids. And it doesn't matter if you're American or international. They are all facing those those uh, struggles. And and Chance had a great, great answer to that as well. Um, just incredible, right, Chad? Every week we, we come record and, and we listen to these coaches and their stories. And it just shows how faithful God is when, when we're, you know, we're trying to draw close to him. Um, and not the prosperity gospel, but you know, when it, good things happen, when, when, when we're close to God and, um, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, no, just to second that, you know, the, the blessing is Christ, you know, Christ's presence with us. And, uh, and yeah, sometimes it's, it's wins and sometimes you're getting fired, you know, but, but we have Christ, uh, through the ups and the downs. And so that's what we can cling to as Christian coaches. 
But why don't you close this out, Gian? Let's, let's yeah. hear it. Co- Coach, again, it doesn't matter if you're a William Woods, if you're in Lynchburg, if you're in San Diego, it doesn't matter where you are and what kind of setting you are. The, you know, we always close out with this saying and that the mission field is right where you're at. <laughs>